Welcome to Take Note. This is a podcast about paying attention and keeping a notebook and grocery shopping. I am here with my buddy, Ted. Ted, I understand you were just at the grocery store. I was very proud of myself for, for as I was texting you in, in our planning text, I called it the Green Grocer. Green Grocer. When's the last time you... Isn't that a nice turn of phrase, the Green Grocer? It is a nice turn of phrase. This is what happened to me when I saw you say Green Grocer in the text message. First, I missed the word at... And I thought you were watching like a BBC murder show called Green Grocer, like about like just a quaint little uh, mystery show set in a, I don't know, the grocery store clerk solves the murders. That's the first thing I thought. Then I looked at it again. I saw that you were at the Green Grocer and I decided that that was the Houston Whole of Foods knockoff Green Grocer. So both those no. things were wrong. It was just be me trying to be clever coming home from the normal grocery store. Well, two can play at grocery store clevers, Ted, because what you don't know <laughs> is that I always thought it'd be a great idea to do a podcast about grocery shopping. And so I have for you five quick questions about your grocery store experience today. Okay, I'm ready. Number one, did you buy yes. scallions? No. Did you even go grocery shopping if you didn't buy scallions, Ted? <laughs> Number <laughs> two... Okay. You can, can I you can I expound. To... Yes. Okay. I did I bought uh, two and a half pounds of large raw carrots. Uh, and when I got home my wife said, Oh, I haven't even gotten through my other carrots. You know what you're doing? You're buying too many carrots and not enough scallions. I think so. Can... What's the difference to it? I'll ask you a question. Yep. That's uh, not how this are is you confident <laughs> in your ability to discern a green onion from a scallion? I believe they're the same thing. In fact at at my grocery store, okay, yeah, at my at my grocery store, when I have to type in scallion, it says green scallion onions, which bothers me. It's <laughs> <That is> troublesome. <laughs> yep. Okay. And this question. has been my game show trick question. So now continue your game show. Don't you can't come at me with trick questions about uh, scallions, buddy. Uh, Apparently not. Question number two: Do you have a menu for the week, and if so, what's on it? Uh. Not not for the week. Uh, Caroline will occasionally map out a couple meals. She's kind of a day of meal planner, but she does plan excellent meals. All right. Question number th- well, so what's on the menu? All right. This is when I ask you a trick question in response, right? Okay. No, I don't have one ready for each question. Okay. What was your follow up to what was question 2B? This is 2B. What's on the menu this week? Like, what did you have to go uh, shopping for? What, what, what meal did you have to shop for today? Well, today was tostadas, which has become a real staple, which is, uh, you know, crispy tortilla, crisped in the oven with some impossible ground beef and some, I think there was some chorizo. So this was shopping along the way, turned into the tostada has become kind of the, the go-to staple uh, kitchen sink dish. So that's... I, I mean, some scallions would be fantastic on top <laughs> yes, of there. Yes, they would. <laughs> uh, maybe you were headed that direction already. Well, I was just wondering, you got the impossible ground beef, but did you get faux riso? No. Okay. No, this is cho- This is the real thing. A dollar, a dollar thirty-nine. Don't ask which part of the pig it came from or why it's orange. All right, that wasn't my third question. My third question is, where did you write your grocery list? Uh, okay, so I actually... Uh, uh, got a. I found a really cool notebook 
from Rough House Art Papery and Press Shop out of Lawrence, Kansas. It's a really fine um, spiral bound sort of like maybe eight by six, uh, you know, landscape orientation notebook with a nice chipboard cover that says eat more plants. I know, I know if this was your version, it would be eat more scallions. And if it were mine, it would be eat more carrots, wouldn't it? Scallions are plants. <laughs> carrots to um, be but determined. It's, but it's a, each page has, um, has a, it's a, like a meal planning section on the left. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, three lines beneath each. And on the right, it has a shopping list, which has a perforated, uh, what have you, edge there so you can write a bunch of little shopping things and tear it off and it has the feel of kind of a small ledger type thing so this thing i you know i found it for a buck it was completely untouched um but it's become it just sits next to our coffee maker in the hallway uh leaving the kitchen and it's a really a perfect little thing it lays flat it's got nice paper so uh r-u-f-f roughhouseart.com um, anyway, that was a find. I mean, it's a, a grander theme. I have been on a real hot streak of finding inexpensive, untouched, pretty good stationary products. I've, I had a moleskin small notebook I found recently. The other day I found a, a blank paged um, moleskin with a nice kind of semi-soft cover, not the cheapest, uh, for a buck at the thrift store. So anyway, this... Um, this shopping list eat more plants notebook has really and it's all stained it with coffee and rumpled and torn up it's perfect that's great I, that question kind of brought us back on track kept us on target uh so we didn't scare too many people away with the grocery questions number number four uh, <laughs> we're, and now we're back to the <laughs> yeah, there's just two question. more was there anything <laughs> the store was out of uh, I, it wasn't a, it wasn't a deep dive enough for me to know. I'm going to say no. Great. Great. And number five, do you have a cheap or simple dish that you like to make on the reg? I'm going to go back to tostadas. Great. That's the one. That's Fantastic. the staple. Fantastic. C, well, question two, A. <laughs> <laughs> when we are not talking about groceries on Take Note, we're talking about what we've written in our notebook. So, Ted, what do you got? Uh, let's see. So I wrote this. This is a note. I'm not just saying this out loud to myself. Who could have foreseen that using a magazine as a blotter for a small super gluing project, then using that magazine as a mouse pad, and also at the same time as a coaster for my coffee mug would lead to coffee dampness chaos? <laughs> uh, and I wrote a little postscript to myself. Working from home, I just sling coffee everywhere. So you can imagine the Super gluing mouse pad led to a lot of coffee everywhere. The other day, I was just carrying a cup of coffee, uh, actually near past where I keep this shopping list. Trip did something, tried to grab this, was holding splash coffee like all over the wall. Spent the next ten minutes. Um, I've been working from home a lot this week, and uh, I'm just coffee's everywhere. Wow, what magazine was that? This was. Um, I think it was the New York Times Tea Magazine from a couple weeks ago that has uh, travel missives. What is it? 
Yep. I read one of those travel missions. see it all anew is the cover. Three writers retake trips they made when they were different people. Haven't read it yet, but yeah. uh, used it used it as a as a coaster slash mouse pad slash uh, project board. Uh, what do you got, Adam? All right. So I was in Michigan over the weekend. Um, in Michigan, they have well, they have what they call Coney Islands, which are <laughs> hot dog stands but also kind of diners and restaurants okay. yeah yeah but here's james so here's, james coney island james coney island. yeah i mean i i got the whole story of why they call them coney islands it's not much but um and and they they're known for the coney dogs or the coney island dogs which i think they call conies which are chili dogs sure. but they got all sorts of stuff but this is how i would describe it now i'm sure there's some great coney islands out there but this is how I would describe a Coney Island because I learned that they also have diners in Michigan. Uh, so a Coney Island to me is like a, it's like if you don't quite have the ambition for to be a diner, like you don't want to call yourself a diner. You're not going to put that effort into it. You call it a Coney Island. But I had a very nice Wait, breakfast at this Coney Island. Well, let me pause yeah. you. Are are you talking about they're, they are branded as a James Coney Island franchise? No, 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 no. Oh I'm my, saying that does change I was things. supposed to go to Leo's Coney Island because it was oh near my. the hotel, but instead we ended up going to Joe's Coney Island because it was okay, near my folks' place. Okay, that is strange. Very odd. Wow. Very odd. Because I'm it's familiar just... with the the franchise, James Coney Island, which is a hot dog restaurant. They're all so hot dog is... restaurants, buddy. But they that also, is so strange. It's very strange. Anyways, I'm in this Coney Island. <laughs> Now I've revealed I'm in Joe's Coney Island. The food was food was very good. Actually, just just as an aside, it was good. Um, I don't know, very good. The food was better than expected, <laughs> but it my just this isn't the note. But my dad asked if they had smoothies because he has smoothies for breakfast now, and the lady said, uh, "Well, we have shakes." And this is this is my dad. He goes, "Yeah, okay, I'll have a chocolate shake." So he had a chocolate shake in addition to his breakfast. Um, <laughs> it was a late breakfast. Wait, how did he go from? Do you have smoothies? That implies he wants a smoothie. Yep. They just offered him another completely unrelated thing, and he just said, "Yeah, sure." Mm-hmm. I it's like. Do you have steaks? Uh, we do have. Uh, we do have funyuns. All my, right, I'll take funyuns. My dad's got quite a sweet tooth, and the way that he uh, deals with that is he will have his sweets if he wants them, and then he just won't eat any other food. Like he'll just, I yeah. think, I don't know I if he's actually that. doing the math, but he just reduces the caloric consumption no i get that. so I, offered I get a chocolate that and shake. i respect that offered a chocolate shake he said sure i'll take a chocolate <laughs> shake and then i think he had a fruit salad with it i don't know which is kind of like he didn't mix them together okay anyway this is what happened in the coney island uh, i wrote you know why i don't eat pork i made intelligent contact with a pig i saw this one pig on my route and i got to know it and and it's Cassandra rubbing off on me. She doesn't eat cow or chicken or anything. I just don't eat dog. I mean cat. I mean pig. Uh, but I do still eat bacon. That's what I heard in Joe's Coney Island. And my wife looked at me. We were across the street. Not across the street. We were across the table from one another. Uh, and the guy was behind her. And my wife just looked up in my eyes because she knew the notebook was coming out. <laughs> we both heard it, and she knew exactly what was happening. It's like a quick draw, like a like a gunfighter standing out in the middle of the street. Speaking of uh, gunfighters, which could be 
the subject of a country music song. On the last episode, you um, brought up your 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 the phrase that was in your mind: country music for clones. After the show, uh, I I said to you, Ted, that I could use a little help. That I wanted you to make me a playlist. You used to you had this you had a radio show. Was it Ted's Texas Roadhouse? Ted's Texas Road Show. Right, right. And when I call it Roadhouse, it annoys you. Uh, yeah. Um, Ted's Texas Roadhouse. You should Roadhouse know the name. You should know the name of this show that. Ted's Ted's Texas Road was on show. for one hour every week. <laughs> I would sometimes listen to it. It was on Middlebury Radio. Uh, but then after the sh- after you left Middlebury, you made mix CDs, and uh, one of them was one of my very favorite mix CDs. I mean, you definitely had some some Willie Nelson. And there was, of course, some Robert Earl Keen, I think. There was Slade Cleaves. Anyways. These, uh, are, these are Ted's Texas Roadshow stalwarts that you're yes. naming here. Yeah. So, uh, so I asked. In the mountains of Vermont. That's right. So I asked if you would make a new Ted's Texas Roadshow playlist for the prompt. Country music Country. for clones. Yes. Yep. Well, That's I, was, right. I was very inspired. Uh, thought I'd run through a little bit. Uh, I'm going to publish the the playlist. Uh, we're going to publish the playlist uh, when we publish the episode, so you can jump over to Spotify yourself. I mean, one thing about Spotify playlists is, of course, you know, like I have going all the time, you can have your playlist where you just dump every song that you like into something and you know occasionally you go over and hit shuffle and see what pops up this i wanted to kind of go back into the old school mentality and develop a playlist that was meant to be listened to sequentially and i i think i did this uh maybe a couple years ago on the podcast and that but that was a little more random this is a little more thematic using this jumping off point of country music for clones which maybe we talked about it a little bit but um it was kind of, it was fun to have this sort of concept and bounce music that i know uh against this idea to to put together a playlist that felt like it had some of the maybe some of the vibe but also you know sometimes it's more of a thematic like lyrical thing um but you know one of the big ideas that came through was duets um mm, nice i just i had this feeling like like a clone is, you know, it's a it's a copy, but it's also, you know, somehow it's the clone is always interacting with with typically a non-clone and kind of, you know, learning how to emote or or how to be in a in the world or, you know, what does it mean that I'm different than you or something? And and somehow duets just came into my head. Um and I mean one of the great duets in the last five years or so is is one between Shaky Graves, who's who's built a, quite a solid career, uh, with Esme Patterson uh, doing this song, Dearly Departed, which is a, is a kind of a funny, jokey song about um, uh, about a couple, one of whom is a vampire and the other of whom is outing him or has outed him, um, or, or he wants to be a vampire and she's, She's giving him a hard time or some sort of funny vampire thing. But it's just a really great duet. And that that's actually, I think that's the eighth song. So in a way, it's kind of, 
you know, I sort of tried to have the playlist kind of building up to that fantastic song as a crescendo point, Um, which again goes back to the idea of, you know, listening to it in order, which I don't know how you force people to do. That'd be cool. That'd be a cool option on Spotify. Force, force sequential, like block the shuffle mode. Um, But I actually have a Shaky Graves starting out the playlist uh, in a duet with Sierra Farrell, who's... uh, a, a really great up and coming uh, country music performer that everybody should check out. But I've got uh, I've got the Robert Earl Keen, I've got the Justin Towns Earl with one of my favorites, One More Night in Brooklyn. Uh, Tift Merritt is on there. She's been around for a long time. Beautiful singer. She's this song is uh, called "Traveling Alone," which hey took the idea of a duet and really turned it on its head there. So I'll <laughs> let you figure that one out. Uh, Sturgill Simpson um, brings some of kind of the spacey, clony, psychedelic um, vibe. And then Shovels and Rope is a, you know, they sing duets, but they're a band. So it's almost, you know, I don't think of it as a, a duet in the sense that it's two distinct performers coming together. But you can't beat them for, for two singers playing off each other. Threw an Uncle Tupelo song in there, because why not? Um, some uh, some Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton singing "Islands in the Stream." When you're talking country duets, you can't leave uh, you can't leave that Stone Cold classic out of the mix. Also, to me, "Islands in the Stream" is a great country songs for clones like title. Um, yeah, because to me, it has these "Islands in the Stream" can mean something. Stream right means something very different today than it has historically right or it has a new meaning um, tell me what tell me what that new meaning is I well stream right you. we're streaming everything and what's in the oh, stream and right yes. and so uh, to me the way that i've kind of been this uh, the, the way that i've been using this is just like thinking you know what is kind of a what's a story that might might be a country song or really i'm sometimes i'm just finding a line from a country song in fact i've got a few songs that i put away in a folder just if i hear a line that i like i just put i it's not mine is not a thoughtful playlist it's just like a i want to make sure to get back to the song when i'm uh listening for inspiration but i like that islands in the stream because i can i the that uh that pun or that new definition on stream yep. uh is kind of that's kind of right where my mind goes to when i'm trying to figure out what uh country songs for clones means but uh um so i asked you to do this because i knew that you would be able to do what i am not doing so i knew you'd be able to find these interesting songs and newer songs that maybe have this stranger vibe to it what i've been doing and that's exactly what i wanted what i've been doing is listening to some country songs right like it, to me, it all started with the new Willie Nelson record, I think, was kind of how it... I just really liked that new Willie Nelson record. I don't know that any of that album inspired a story idea, really, but it got me wanting to continue to listen to things. And so I've just been, you know, kind of letting uh, letting Apple Music kind of suggest new things after, after I listen to a few songs. And so I've got a list here. I've got, like, I've got a Gary Stewart song. I've got a Lucinda Williams got two mm. is it jillian welch two jillian welch yep. jillian welch to me yep. very country songs for clones got a terry allen song called the wolfman of del rio 
okay. Charlie Pride song. But but for me, a lot of these are just like there's one line in the song, and I think right some with some of these dated songs. They can seem maybe a little misogynistic, and so no. one of the other things that I like to do is just uh, think about it from uh, maybe the other point of view or the darker point of view of the of just one one line even more than the song. Um, and then I got a Creedence song on here that just boom! I got another story idea right from the Creedence song. Oh, that's awesome! Well, it's a you know it's a funny thing. You're building a playlist these days is you know i i had to really i think the the desire becomes to find new stuff oh maybe if i find something new i wonder if so and so and then you know you you spend so much time looking for new stuff but really you know a great playlist is made up of songs that you yourself have time tested and you just know that they're they can't miss tunes and so it's there's some tension there between always wanting to find something new, get something recommended, but at the end of the day, uh, your reputation is on the line. Are you really gonna, <laughs> you know, that Charlie Pride song that with the clever whatever in the first thing? Are you really gonna stake your reputation on that tune? I think for what you're doing, totally. For what I'm doing, this is you know, I'm I was I was really trying to to put a stamp on it and i i i think i failed in a few respects because there are some new songs there are performers i like um but i'm not sure yet if they are um home runs one is you're so lucky she's lonely by coulter wall and summer dean that was a duet that i found i'm a little worried about the pacing it's a slow song it's a good song you're lucky she's lonely basically you know uh huh. That's the only Jeez. reason she's giving you the time of day, which is a kind of a great, like if you were like, okay, clone, here's what it means to be lonely, or here's what a lonely hookup is, or something like that. Like I think if I think of the t- of the playlist as an instruction manual for clones, that makes me very happy. <laughs> and like Robert O'Keen's a very good te- teacher in that regard. Um, his the song I put on there is called High Plains Jamboree, and. Uh, I'm going to try and think of it off the top of my head, but the, one of the choruses is just, a, just another couple on a high plains jamboree. Uh, keep it singing all the sad songs to keep back the years or something like that. Um, just great. You know, here's an old couple that's out dancing just to, just to pass the time. Um, that makes me happy when I, when I think of it as an instruction manual. Uh, let's see, John Prine and Iris Dement singing In Spite of Ourselves is on there. That's yeah, an absolute stone that cold. Yep. Stone cold home run every time out. I put um, um, Clay Pigeons on mine, and that's a song yeah. that ends up on so many playlists of mine. I don't remember what the line was where I was like, because really I was trying to like bookmark songs that I wanted to go back to, and I don't think I ever need to bookmark Clay Pigeons because I'll always <laughs> go back to that song. Yeah, that's that's an amazing tune. Uh, and then I put, uh, uh, tell me if you know this one, Emmylou Harris and the band singing Evangeline. You know that song? Yeah. Uh, did they do that for the last waltz? No, it's, well, I don't know if they did. This is off of an Emmylou Harris album of only duets, which is, she's kind of a, that's kind of her huh. bread and butter. And so she did, did them with a bunch of folks, and I ended up finding that one. Oh, that's great. 
gotta check yeah. that out. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then I closed it out with a completely non-thematic uh, tune from the Texas Tornadoes called Adios Mexico. Because it's the end of the playlist and you're saying goodbye. That's great. And I'm sure there's some uh, country music for clones in that too. I'm Probably sure. you will find it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, mindful of the fact that this is a stationary podcast and I've uh, had us talk about um, country music playlists and groceries, I was just going <laughs> to share that this is how I've been working in my notebook on the story writing. Uh, this is how my process just generally my process has been going the last week or so i'm uh, i'm writing in the signs of spring edition the third one that i'm using in a row and i i typically take all my notes as i mentioned on the show before in a uniball signo um 153 which has a broad uh, writing thing but but for the stories and the fiction ideas right i want to when i'm writing in the notebook i want to be able to um separate those out and make it visibly obvious what's uh you know, uh, where I want to go back to for little story nuggets, ideas, or like thoughts that I have. Usually while I'm walking, sometimes when I'm listening to music, um, I'm using the Tombow Monograph Ballpoint Pen, which I think I've talked about before, but it's a very, very thin point. And uh, does it say here what it is? Point three eight, And it's a, like a wiry kind of thing, which I don't always go for, but I like this pen a lot. I've mentioned it on the show. Um, and so that's what I write the fiction in. And then I'm struggling, I, you know, I'm putting the stories into Google Docs and I'm struggling with figuring out how much to take right from the notebook, right? The yeah. little lines that I've got and how much to just sit there and with uh, George Saunders sitting on my shoulder, just write one <laughs> sentence, write the most interesting sentence and then figure out how to write the next most interesting sentence. Yeah, but I that's the process the I've been going thing. through. Yeah, I struggle with the same thing, how to know... I mean, I'll I'll write something by hand in a notebook, and it'll seem like the most wonderful thing ever. And then I'll think, oh, all I have to do is transcribe this. And then once you start transcribing it, uh, little devil George Saunders on the other shoulder starts poking you in the earlobe, and it all falls apart. Which makes me think maybe the way for me to go is just one or the other. (laughs) Just don't bother with the handwriting if the transcribing becomes an issue. Something like that. Right. I've done one whole story. In fact, the the first story that I did that kind of fits this vibe in my head, uh, I did, I wrote entirely in a notebook and then I wrote it. And that's the one that I keep revising even before I had this theme. Um, but it's, you know, you, I think, I think that might've been last Memorial Day. That might've been a whole year ago that I first did the first draft on that one. And I think I'd had some train time or, something i was waiting waiting to meet up with somebody and actually had the time to really sit down and work on it and uh, that's hard to come by sometimes so i feel like uh it was a year ago last memorial day and i had some train time as a pretty good start to (laughs) a country song intended for a clone i will write it down here right under but i still eat bacon let's do this again next week adam what do you say it was a year ago. Yep, let's do it. Find us online. Find our little island in the stream at takenote.space nice. or on Twitter at takenotepod. Drop us a note, shoot us a line, at us, and we'd like to hear from you. Uh, what are you doing this summer? What's your creative goal? And what are the tools that you're using to get that done? In the meantime, take care. <laughs>